Hi there, and welcome to the Driven Woman podcast. Today, we're going to be speaking about taking leaps of faith, being unapologetic about our dreams and aspirations, and we're also going to be talking about accepting no as an answer. So go back with me to the end of grade 11 and grade 11 it's a very pivotal time in the life of every Caribbean person every Jamaican person and it was so it's the end of a five-year period so in Jamaica in the Caribbean you there's a mandatory five-year period that you have to attend high school in order to graduate, you have to complete the five years and there's an option to do an additional two years uh, if you want to pursue higher studies, higher matriculation at the university level or community college or you just want that added uh, certification that comes with doing those additional two years. At the end of grade 11, you also do examinations. These examinations are called the Caribbean Secondary Education Certificate Exams, and they're administered by the Caribbean Examination Council, so CSEC exams. And everyone looks forward to, to doing these exams because they are sort of the gateway or the baseline form of qualification that you need to attain in order to take that next step in your life, whether as a professional or, you know, you may want to get an internship or what, whatever it is, but it's that it allows you to take another big step. So you, you do the exams based on your results. You may be eligible to get some type of employment. If you remember my first episode where I alluded or shared the fact that, you know, I was coming from a very uh, humble sort of background. And the expectation is that you are going to seek some form of employment so that you will be in a position to, one, take care of yourself and depending on how well you end up, you may also be in a position to assist with family, you know, the family expenses, the household expenses. But <laughs> me being me, I had a very different idea of what uh, the next couple of years were going to be looking like for me because at around 10 years old, I decided that I'm going to become an attorney at law. So becoming an attorney at law required that I do those optional two years, those additional two years that were optional. I had to do those two years in order to qualify to go to university. Well, at least that would have been the more economic route to enter into university because 
persons can, you know, depending on their CSEC grades, they may be able to do like some preliminary courses depending on what area they want to go into. But I I didn't have that option. I wasn't I wasn't interested in exploring that option in any event. I decided that it was important for me to attend sixth form. That's what it's called. That's what those two additional years are called. Sixth form. So that's grade 12 and 13. Uh, I did not tell my sister what I had in mind initially initially or early enough. I think I shared with her before my family that, you know, I want to become an attorney. You know, this is my dream. But I think that uh, it it was just seen as something that was far-fetched and impossible. And uh, she'll eventually change her mind. I think that was the expectation. So when I completed grade 11 and I decided that I still want to be an attorney, and I'm going to sixth form. My sister wasn't exactly pleased. She wasn't pleased because I think, uh, based on the, the situation that we we're in as a family, there's no possible way that I'd be able to attend university uh, without strife and struggle. Uh, without financial support and she wasn't in a position to give it and we weren't aware of any family members at the time that were in a position to give it. So I had to figure out a way how I was going to get that done. But even before thinking about how I was going to pay for my tuition, I needed to figure out how I was going to pay for sixth form because those optional two years are very expensive. They are subsidized in some instances by the government of Jamaica, but for the most part, that's actually uh, treated as a private entity. Those two two years are run public, run privately by the educational institutions. So the funding or support from the government doesn't necessarily extend to sixth form. So the fees are very high. Well, they were considerably high. And uh, I went to one of the high schools that uh, were more, I'd say, prestigious. And so prestigious high schools are known to have higher fees uh but I still think it was you know compared to the other schools it was fairly reasonable so I was fortunate enough to have received an internship or an, an opportunity to work at the end of uh, grade 11 so that summer I was working, I had my first job and I was excited and I already planned it in my mind that I was going to save all the money from that job in order to be able to pay for sixth form. <laughs> uh, so I'll tell you about the expensive fee for sixth form, but my salary or my stipend from 
working as an intern or a summer worker would not have sufficed to pay for sticks form. So what am I going to do, <laughs> right? <clears throat> so, the miracles. So I was at a work, and one of the young ladies at the office there, she was speaking. She was speaking about the fact that she was contemplating going to a school overseas, and owned by overseas, I mean North America. She was contemplating studying in the United States. And it was made possible, or it was, she was being assisted by a company in Jamaica. And I'm going to call the company's name because uh, they've played a significant role in my life. <laughs> and they've played a significant role in the lives of many Jamaicans. And so I'm going to call their name. So she was saying that, oh, yeah, uh, I'm, you know, I'm being supported or sponsored by Grace Kennedy. And I was like, OK, that's, you know, that's interesting. And my ears, because remember, I'm here thinking about how am I going to pay for six farm? How am I going to do it? And so my my senses went off when I heard her speaking about getting support. And so I was intrigued and I went to her and I was say, asking her, tell me more about this company and this, you know, what are they doing for you? And she made reference to a name and she said, okay, well, you know, you can, uh, this is a person who runs the foundation arm of the company. This is where it's located. And who knows, maybe you'd get an opportunity to also be sponsored by them. And I am telling you, people, girls, <laughs> ladies, <laughs> as soon as the clock struck 5 p.m., I made my way downtown to downtown Kingston to find Grace Kennedy, specifically Grace and Staff Foundation. I didn't waste any time. I got the information. I found out who I needed to speak to. And I was like, okay, this is my moment. I need to go and find out what is what. And as life would have it, I went there and the person who was in charge of the foundation at the time, uh, for some reason, it just so happened that she was able to speak with me. She was able to take a visitor. I, I don't remember the exact words I used, but I would have said something to the effect that I'm Sophia Bryan, I'm a student um, from this high school, and uh, I'd want to, to see how I can become a beneficiary of Grace, this organization. How can I be, how can I be a part of what's happening here? may not have been all that eloquent, but hey, I got in the room, I got a meeting, right? Which was the important part. <laughs> and I sat down in front of Mrs. Madden, Mrs. Francis Madden, a wonderful, amazing woman. I sat down in front of her and I said to her, uh, 
I'm a student at Meadowbrook High School and I told her my story. I let her know that it's my sister who is taking care of me. My mother passed on struggling while hustling on the streets of downtown Kingston. And I need your help. And she was really moved by what I had to say. And reflecting, I think she was probably really moved that I had the guts to actually come and approach her without the, the, the assistance of anyone. And she said to me, well, Sophia, if when you get your results from your examination, is when you get your CSEC results, if your results are good, you can come back to me. And I was smiling from ear to ear because I knew that my grades were good, right? I, I was like, okay, it's a done deal. <laughs> Joking. I was still very nervous. I knew I did my best, but I was still uh, very nervous at the time. And I did well. I did very well, actually, in those examinations. Um, you know, I received awards because of my performance in those examinations. And I went back, all excited to go back to Grace and staff and let them know that, look, these are my results. <laughs> and I was like, hey, let's do it. Let's start our relationship. And that was a starting point of a very long relationship with an amazing company and with amazing people. They gave me a check so that I could pay for my sixth form fees. And because I had been saving, I was able to pay for my uniforms and the necessities and, and all of those things. What do I want you to take away from this story? I want you to understand that even when the odds seem to be stacked against you, it's important for you to have faith and a knowing that you are meant to be doing great things. You have been gifted, you have been positioned to do something that is so remarkable and there should be no obstacle that stands in your way, especially not the lack of financial resources. should never stand in your way. And that's, that's what I've always told myself. And if your spidey senses are on, if you're in expectancy, if you keep on showing up, if you do the work that you needed to do, knowing that things are going to work out, things are going to work out. And that's what that's what being driven is all about. You you have to show up consistently. You have to do your groundwork. You have to do your, your legwork. You have to do the equivalent of studying for your exams. You know, pa you know, passing the relevant tests. You have to do the adult version of those things every day, all the time, so that when an opportunity presents itself you know you are ready for it, right? I knew I was ready for it. And that for me felt like a miracle. 
But I also want you to understand that I had to take that step. I had to put myself out there. I had to say, look, I hear that you are possibly able to assist me. This is my story. And I'd like your help. Nobody's going to do that for you. You are going to have to do that part. And it may not be the most comfortable feeling to reach out for help or, or support. You know, regardless of the setting that you're in, it's it's never the easiest thing to reach out and ask for help. But it's it's a must, you know, if you have a mission to complete, if you know that you are meant for more, you have to put yourself out there. So I went on to sixth form and I did amazing things in that journey of my life. And I'm so happy I did that. Of course, things eventually... <laughs> were smoothed out with me and my sister, especially when she realized that I was kind of figuring it out on my own for the most part. Of course, she pitched in where she could. <laughs> uh, but it's I pretty much realized that, you know, from that moment on, I was pretty much responsible for myself and I needed to make it work. I needed to make it work. And in our next episode, I'm going to be talking about how I almost lost my way going forward. How does someone who, by nothing short of a miracle, receive the support needed to go to another level of matriculation, performs well, uh, even when adult responsibilities are thrusted upon her, before the average person at that age is even ready for it. How does that person lose hope? Kind of lacking faith. <laughs> how does that person get to that point? And how does that person recover? And that's what we're going to be speaking about in the next episode of the Driven Woman podcast. So thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I look forward to your takeaways and your feedback. Go ahead into iTunes and leave a rating and a review, depending on the time that you listen to this episode. Uh, I'm going to be choosing persons next week in the week of the 9th of September 2019. I'm going to be selecting three random persons to give an audible credit to, to share in my love of audible books, audiobooks rather. I love audiobooks. Ah, uh, yeah. So why not? Who doesn't want free audi audible credits? I, I do. I could use some free credits. Okay. Why not? Uh, so I'm glad that you could be here. Go ahead and follow me on social media. I am Driven Woman Podcast on all social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And you can head over to sophiabryan.com for any details that you'd like to find about me. <laughs> all right. So take care. And until next time, stay driven.